expand your mind and enrich your world. It's time for another outstanding podcast from ICRT. I'm Nancy Sun with today's episode of Easy News. The TIEX opened down 15 points this morning from yesterday's close at 12,931 on turnover of 1.9 billion NT. The TIEX followed other regional markets and lost ground on Thursday after Wall Street fell, reversing course after two days of gains. The Central Election Commission is defending its decision not to allow people with the coronavirus and their close contacts from casting ballots in next month's local elections. Speaking at a legislative hearing, Commission Chairman Lee Jin-yong said the bans are not unconstitutional, as restrictions on the movement of positive cases and their contacts are in accordance with the Communicable Disease Control Act. According to Lee, the Council of Grand Justices has previously ruled that such restrictions do not violate the Constitution. The statement comes as lawmakers have been debating whether the ban infringes on voters' rights and contravenes Article 23 of the Constitution on protecting individual rights and freedoms. The U.S. military says it has proof that Iranian forces are on the ground in Crimea, supporting the Russian military attacks against Ukrainian targets. AP correspondent Jackie Quinn reports. Pentagon Press Secretary Pat Ryder says they have evidence Iranian forces were involved in the drone attacks on Ukraine's power stations and other key infrastructure. We continue to see Iran uh, be complicit in terms of exporting terror. Uh, not only in the Middle East region, but now also to Ukraine. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby says the Russian military would need Iran's help with the drones, which he says were made in Iran. It follows that they would need a little training on how to pilot these things. Tehran continues to deny that its forces have been in Crimea supporting Russian drone attacks, to which the Pentagon responds. It's obvious that they're um, uh, lying. Jackie Quinn, Washington. Chadian security forces have opened fire on anti-government demonstrators in the country's two largest cities, killing at least 60 people. Authorities imposed a curfew after Thursday's violence, which came amid protests in the Central African nation against interim leader Mahamat Idris Deby's two-year extension of power. A Chadian government spokesperson says 30 people were dead in the capital. Organizers of the march, though, placed the toll higher at 40, with many wounded by bullets as well. Another 32 protesters were killed in Chad's second-largest city, according to an official in the city's morgue. France, the African Union, and others swiftly condemned the security crackdown on the demonstrators. 
And staffers at the World Health Organization's Syrian office have alleged that their boss mismanaged millions of dollars, plied government officials with gifts, and acted frivolously as COVID-19 swept the country. More than 100 confidential documents, messages and other materials obtained by the Associated Press show WHO officials told investigators that the agency's Syria representative engaged in abusive behavior and consistently misspent taxpayer funds. Some of the allegations include the representative throwing a party that costs more than 10,000 U.S. dollars of WHO funds, mostly to honor her own achievements, as well as hiring underqualified relatives of government officials and meeting with Russian military officials, which would violate the WHO's neutrality as a U.N. organization. Complaints from at least a dozen personnel have triggered one of the biggest internal WHO probes in years, at times involving more than 20 investigators. And that was the ICRT News. Check in again next week for our simplified version of the news, uploaded every day in the afternoon. Enjoy the rest of your day. I'm Nancy Sun. Hey there. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. If you'd like to hear more from ICRT, you can check out our other podcasts. We've got Taiwan Talk, where we chat with a new guest every Monday, Taiwan This Week, a roundup of the news in Taiwan every Friday, and English in the News, for useful English expressions explained in Chinese. For some lighter news in both English and Chinese, check out News Bites and News for Kids. And if you enjoy them, tell a friend. Thanks for listening.